Hi, this is Richard Swart with Information Security and Media Group, publishers of BankInfoSecurity.com and CUInfoSecurity.com. Today we'll be speaking with Mr. Nathan Johns. Nathan is an executive within the Crow Chizik and Company LLC Risk Services Delivery Unit with over 15 years' experience in a variety of internal audit, risk management, leadership, and regulatory positions. He has a comprehensive internal audit and risk management background in large financial services institutions, working closely with senior management to address risks and evaluate and implement controls. Before joining Crow Chizik, Mr. Johns was the chief of the information technology section for the FDIC. Hello, Nathan. Good afternoon. Hey, could you tell us a little bit about your position with the FDIC before you joined Karochizik? Sure. Um, I was in charge of um, IT examinations nationwide for the FDIC. Um, that entailed pretty much everything that the examiners use when they go out to do an IT examination at a at a bank, um, from the examination procedures um, to the guidance to the um, banking industry to staffing decisions to um, training and education for the examiners. Quite a comprehensive role. In that role, what was your experience as to what was the best sort of training? What what are best practices in training? Um, the best practices um, that we used in training, probably the best training method we had was you know, training on the job. Um, we had a program where we partnered up examiners with more experienced examiners, um, almost in a shadowing kind of role or coaching kind of role. Um, and really the hands-on um, training was better, was probably the best um, training. Um, that being said, um, we had an extensive training strategy that we had in place, and depending on, we had actually gone out and surveyed the banks to determine the different levels of, of uh, technology that they used, and we tried uh, matching up our, our examiners to the financial institutions. And so we had a training program then that um, took the common characteristics of those banks and said, okay, what does an examiner need? What skills do they need um, to examine those institutions? Um, and so we had a training program with courses coupled with the on-job training to try and provide them with those skill sets based upon which group they, they, either them or their supervisors wanted them to belong to. What were some of the best practices for those training methods aside from sh- job shadowing? Okay, the, the, um, some of the things that we did, we coupled um, classroom training with online training. Um, the classroom training really had the better retention um, um, because it was more um, actual hands-on and involved um, between both um, actual instructions and, and, and the doing. So it, it had the good retention, but gotten by the time they got out to use Eskil. So they coupled that with online courses um, that they could use more as a just-in-time type of training. Okay, it's been nine months since we had the course. You can go online, um, take a course almost as a refresher to get the information um, current in their mind right as they're walking in the door to see the technology. So the flexibility was really key. So what's your advice be to other IT security executives who are having to allocate their budget? Where should their priorities be these days? I think a lot of the priorities need to be not so much, especially if you're talking about auditing, um, where you're going to run into a lot of different technologies. You're not going to be focusing on a single technology day in and day out. It's going to be more on um, the process and the framework and the structure. Um, You can uh, learn the technologies or or, or have a general understanding of the different technologies and the security around those technologies, but if you understand a good proper framework, whether it be COVID or um, ISO or, or any of the other um, frameworks that are out there, um, then it becomes very easy to adapt to the different technologies and apply um, the specifics to that framework.
So I think spending um, time not so much on individual technologies, but on on grasping frameworks is is, is um, where you're going to get more bang for your buck. In your experience, do private institutions ever use the NIST guidelines? Is that getting much traction? I think there's um, varying degrees. I don't think I haven't seen a lot of um, institutions that are are using the NIST um, guidelines per se, but the NIST guidelines do factor into a lot of these different standards that are out there. I mean, um, at the end of the day, um, COBIT and, and ISO and all those um, have um, borrowed or, or, or in places at least borrowed from the NIST guidelines. Um, and I, I think that a lot of the risk assessment and risk-based approaches that are out there also um, borrow heavily from, from the NIST guidelines as well. So I don't think there's a direct use of it, but I think there's this kind of the second tier um, correlation that you see with with the NIST guidelines. Yeah, thank you. What about professional certifications? Which ones are the most important, and how would you recommend that organizations prepare their employees to sit for those examinations? Um, there's a lot of different um, certifications out there. So, I mean, it really depends on, on the position that you're talking about, but probably two of the most um, useful and generic or, or widespreading, I guess, uh, um, certifications would be um, the CISP, um, Certified Information Security Professional, and the CISA, the Certified Information Security Aud- Systems Auditor, sorry. Um, and preparing for them, um, I think that review courses are obviously a very good idea. Um, if you have enough people, you can get, uh, from a budget standpoint, hosting it in-house certainly has its benefits if you have enough people taking the test. Um, but other things that I would suggest um, short of that is um, just taking a bunch of practice tests just so you learn um, how they ask their questions, the types of uh, material that they'll be looking for. And the other thing is talk to people that already have the certification. A lot of times they'll be able to provide tips that work for them, um, things that they experience while they're going for the certification, um, jobs and experiences that they think could help you prepare for taking the test. And what advice would you give to someone who's just starting the career in information security, specifically someone looking to work in the financial sector? I would, I would, the advice, I, the biggest advice I would give to them is um, listen to people that are out there that have experience in this area. Um, absorb as much as you can from them. Even if they're just telling you a war story, there's probably very valuable experiences um, within that story. So um, be open, listen to them, be like a sponge, absorb all this um, valuable information that their experiences have provided um, them. Um, don't make the same mistakes they did. Learn from what they've done. Um, and plus, on-the-job training, as I as I mentioned earlier, is invaluable. So um, learn from their experience. Learn from, from what they've done and, and basically use them as a mentor. Well, you've worked with a lot of young auditors just starting on their career. What are common mistakes and what are some things that new auditors might need to look out for? I think the the biggest uh, mistake that you see out there is um, going into an audit and assuming that you know more than the the people that you're auditing. Um, Chances are the people that you're auditing, they use this technology day in and day out. So become their friends. I mean, okay, there's always a little bit of an adversarial role in auditing. However, um, they do know this technology very well. If If you explain what you're trying to accomplish and the security you're trying to put in place, Oftentimes, they can actually help educate you as the auditor on that system, on the capabilities of it, and they may be able to come up with unique solutions um, to problems that you've identified and, and ways that you had never thought of. 
I'd like to tap your experience one more time. You've served on a number of FFIEC Information Technology Committees at Oversight IT Matters. What are some of the most pressing concerns that you saw in the FFIEC from an IT security perspective, and what do you think will be emerging as significant concerns over the next few years? From an information security perspective, um, there's a couple of things that are, are well. There's a couple of things that are currently um, on the front burner, and there's some things that I think will be coming onto the um, burner over the next couple of years. Um, obviously, right now, one of the hottest topics is protecting information, whether it be um, customer information or whether it be sensitive business information or whether it be credit cards. Um, with all the breaches that have occurred, all the press that's been surrounding um, some of the information compromises. Um, Lawmakers all over the place are, are trying to make a determination if there needs to be additional laws. So it certainly puts pressure on the regulatory bodies to try and work within the framework that's there to, to stop these things from happening. Um, that being said, the direction and some of the things that they're considering in the future, which will probably be hot topics in the upcoming years, are um, the increased use of encryption. Um, as costs come down on encryption and, and, and as the technology becomes better and better, it's becoming um, harder for them not to um, increase the requirements around encryption. So I think that's something we're going to be seeing more and more of um, from the regulators as a push towards stronger and more encryption. So it sounds like someone starting off in the career should really ensure that they have a solid foundation in the use of these modern technologies for encryption. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you for your advice today, Nathan. It's been very interesting, and I'm sure our listeners will get great benefit from it. You're welcome. Well, thank you for listening to another podcast with Information Security and Media Group. To listen to a selection of other podcasts or to find other educational content regarding information security for the banking and finance industry, you can visit www.bankinfosecurity.com or www.cuinfosecurity.com.